What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. And this is episode 25 of Super Nerd Pals, your weekly conversational podcast about video games, comics, and everything else. You can find us on Twitter at Super Nerd Pals, and we are your pals. My name is Chris Sampson, and you can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K Y O Ninja for Hire. And today, hosting with me is Andy. Say hello, Andy. Hey, what's up? Oh, Earth, Earth to Andy. <laughs> there you yeah. go. And you can find Andy on Twitter at Sweet Justice One. That's O N E. And unfortunately, today we are missing our dear comrade Stan. And but he's he's with us in spirit. And you can find him on Twitter at Stan Doom. Doom! Doom! And we miss him very much, but we will prevail, and we'll make him proud this episode. So, Damn Andy, uh, so <laughs> how is your week going? My week is going pretty good. Hectic, but good. What about All yours? Right. All right. It's going good. It's uh, busy at work as usual. Um, more busy at work than usual, actually, but... Uh, I had a really pretty relaxing weekend, and um, excited to talk about some good stuff, because this is our first normal episode in a while. Uh, usually we've been doing these two-hour marathon episodes about Mad Max, or Ark of Night, or all the comics we missed in the last month. So it's good. It's pretty good to uh, get back into a normal schedule. And uh, so let's, let's kick it off. Um, let's kick it off with some news. Um, and for our news this week, we are going to catch up on some San Diego Comic-Con news. Uh, we didn't really cover that much last week. Um, and, uh, Andy, what's your thoughts about San Diego Comic-Con? Do you wish you could ever go, or, um, uh, uh is it uh, something that you want to do? I would like day? to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, it would be nice. It, that's like the dream for anyone in New York. Any comic book fan in New York, at least. Or that doesn't live in mm-hmm. San Diego. Or just anyone in general. <laughs> I mean, I'm San pretty Diego sure Col- that... It's, it... Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. no, I was saying I'm pretty sure like people from San Diego can get the Comic-Con tickets pretty uh, easily. Plus, they don't have to worry mm-hmm. about flying out there and staying in hotels and all that other nonsense. And I know the state government, or the the city government, loves San Diego Comic Con because I'm sure they make mad bank on all the money it brings in. Oh, of course. Um, and I I feel that um, San Diego will fight very hard if Comic Con International ever decides to move um, to another venue. Which I I I don't know California that well, mm-hmm. so I don't know what other place will be big enough to host Comic Con. I don't know, maybe San Fran. Uh, that, that's, that's, I, I don't know anything about California geography, really. But I really want to go to. Um, again, it's just it's really pricey. It's all the way across the country. Um, it's really hard to get in. I think, um, especially we we're um, especially this new system that we we're trying to figure out whether or not they're still doing whether they're paying or they're selling only individual day passes as opposed to. Uh, like an all four day pass um, and I think you mentioned like last year the year before that they were doing that system but uh, we don't know if, they, if that was the case for this year yeah 
Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I feel like that's just trying to trying to get the most that they can out of these comic book fans. And it's really unfair to us, especially if we're, like, dedicated fans. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, Comic-Con International, is, is, it's less about comic books and more about generic... Well, not generic, but more about pop culture in general. So, it's, it's everything. It's very true. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, we have a couple of items... Uh, from San Diego Comic Con that we would like to cover uh, that we didn't get a chance to last week. Um, so Stan, uh, oh my god, <laughs> I'm tired. Andy, Andy, uh, what did you think about the Batman versus Superman trailer? I thought the Batman Superman trailer, like, I didn't think I was going to want to see that movie. Um, after seeing that trailer, it definitely, definitely changed my perspective. There were a lot of things okay. that I liked. Oh, what changed your mind? Them hinting at the Joker. And um, there's this one scene where, like, Batman's in the Batmobile. And Superman, like, fucking destroys the Batmobile. And Bruce Wayne's just looking at him like... He says, I don't give a fuck. And he just stands up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed the trailer. Um, it, I mean, I was, I was on board already, but... My level of enthusiasm just went through the roof because they're in this trailer. They're actually um, like going through the repercussions and like the fallout, the aftermath of Man of Steel. So in this trailer, we, for the first time, we actually see the reason why Batman is getting to a fight with Superman. Yeah, because they show they show snippets of the, the original fight with Superman and Zod where one of the towers was destroyed and um, it's either I think they're alluding it to be a Wayne Enterprises tower and through that and also some official press that came out they were saying how Bruce Wayne is enraged uh, against Superman because some employees uh, of his died so I don't know. They didn't. They didn't mention which employees. So um, I feel like if if Batman's mad enough against Batman or against Superman to go against uh, him, then it must have been someone close. So it would be really shocking or really interesting to see if someone like Lucius Fox died. Not a feeling you were gonna say that. Yeah. Um. I mean, none of the, all this is speculation, but it would make it more emotionally charged and cathartic if someone somewhat close or really close on the business side of Wayne Enterprises were, were to kill. Yeah, I agree. Were, were killed. Um, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, um, she looks badass. I I really... I, I, I enjoyed... or I really liked her casting from the beginning. I know she got a lot of flack um, before, but I really did the new costume and we got to see her fight a little bit. And get to see some fighting action between Batman and Superman. Like Bat, uh, like Superman is shooting heat vision, and Batman uses grappling hook to like, to fly away. Um, I think we were joking about this last week, but we, I we still can't get over uh, Kurt Cobain, oh, uh, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg, Lex Lex Luthor. I I I think 
I think he'll do a good job. I just can't get over his hair, and I hope he loses it soon to like. You you mean this wasn't? Radiation. You mean that wasn't a trailer for the new Kurt Cobain documentary? I no. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Eddie. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, is there any other things you want to talk about with Batman vs Superman? I'm just interested in where it's going. Um, I want to see because. I know there's Aquaman supposed to be in it, and uh, who else? There was one more from like the Justice League. There's like a few Justice League members that are supposed um, to be in it, but I want to see where their spot is. Uh, Wonder Woman, I can see already that she's the one who's going to try to stop the fighting between Bruce and uh, and Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to break up the fight, and I- I'm still I'm still curious, like. Um, what would be the big bad? Because, I mean, obviously Lex Luthor, but um, I don't know if there's some other big bad player that's going to be... Um, I mean, we also don't know on. how long Batman and uh, Batman and Superman are going to be fighting throughout the movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it may not... It might be just like a quick 10-minute fight, or it could be like a drawn-out, like 35-minute fight like in the last movie, but... Considering how much they're trying to pack in, I I don't particularly see it to be being a really drawn out fight. So. Um, I think the the one other thing I'm really interested in about is probably the thing that I'm most excited about. What was um, there's this brief section in the trailer where we see Batman like in disguise. Yes, it's, it, lo- it looks a lot like Red Sun Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing this leather duster, and he has, uh, he still has the cowl on, but he's also wearing a pair of goggles, and it's in this desert, uh, terrain, and then he's, he gets kicked down by these soldiers in black paramilitary gear, and they all have the Superman patch on the soldier, on their shoulders, so we're trying, I know you and me and Stan, and there was a on the Super Nerd Pals thread, we were trying to discuss whether that's, like, Superman's army or if Lex Luthor was secretly funding, like, a cult or some paramilitary organization that... That sounds like some like, shit honors Lex Superman. Yeah. Um, I, I just got... That's, like, the most exciting... Oh, they also rele- t- uh, released uh, an image, a close-up image of Batman with, with the goggles and stuff, and it looks really cool. So that's, the, that's like, the most exciting thing. It definitely does. Um, It kind of, crazy enough, reminds me of Mad Max. Yeah, hell yeah! (laughs) So they're going to mash up, they're going to see in the background, like, Mortan Joe and Max and driving through the desert. I mean, maybe maybe Max's car, (laughs) when Max's car got, like, stolen and scrapped for parts, maybe it went to Batman. You know? Oh my god, Yes. And they just team up. <laughs> That's where the Batmobile came from. There you go. I would, yeah, I would totally watch that. And then, and then Furiosa would totally be like Wonder Woman. She would just stop the fight, <laughs> the fights in costume. Or, or she, or you know what? Furiosa and Wonder Woman. They should team up and have their own movie, their own comic. That'd be awesome. <laughs> who else? Who would be War I'm sorry. I guess the Superman foot soldier would be like War Boys. Yeah, 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 they're all like witness, and they they, they <laughs> like Nux hands them <laughs> a can of spray, crow. Oh, that'd be great. Um, okay, so 
Uh, let's move on to the next trailer we wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, what well, you think about Suicide hype. Squad? That got me way more hyped than I got for Batman vs Superman. Oh really? Okay, it, go ahead. Let's, it just looks um, so much more better. I, I think that movie's gonna mm-hmm. be amazing. I can't wait. All right. What was your favorite part? Um, probably when they showed like Killer Croc up front, and I was like, "Oh my mm-hmm. god!" Like, I don't know, just to finally see like someone like Killer Croc on the big screen for once mm-hmm. next to Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and like all these other badass supervillains. Like, uh, I think like uh, Katana and Captain Boomerang. Yeah. And then Enchantress. Like, I think the fact that we're, we're just getting a Suicide Squad movie in general, like, just speaks to, like, how big comic books are. Because I would, I, like, never in my dreams I would have thought, like, you know, like five years ago we would get a Suicide Squad movie. Oh, no. Here we are, you know? Um, yeah, I really um... enjoyed the trailer. Um, Suicide Squad is one of my favorite uh, comic book teams. And um, I'm really interested to see uh, how what's the exact role of the Joker in the movie. Because um, I don't know if the Suicide Squad is pursuing the Joker or the Joker just shows up because that's what the Joker does. Um, we already know that Batman's going to be appearing in the Suicide Squad, um, appearing er, uh, in pursuit of the Joker. I know there was some... There was some leaked footage, or at least some leaked news. There, there, there was, um, there was shooting somewhere. I can't remember where. Well, even in the it was even a in scene the trailer, where, I'm sorry. Even in the trailer, you can see that um, that Batman. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that Batman. Yeah, ba- Batman's like chasing driving his Joker in the mobile around and shit. Yeah, and Joker has like a Joker mobile, it's like a like a purple Dodge Viper or yeah. Ferrari or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pretty curious to see like also they another well another scene they teased was they sh- they show um, Batman looking at a oh wait no I'm thinking Batman versus Superman never mind <laughs> oh but um, like there was also this speculation of um, there's this fan theory where Jason Todd could be this. This Suicide Squad's Joker. Did you did you see that? Oh yeah, I, I read that, and I'm a hundred percent for it. Mm-hmm. I know it's probably uh, not the case, but I think it that would be really be interesting. Because like if they if they do that, then the next movie they could set up for like the, an older the real Joker. And my friend suggested, oh my god, what if like Mark Hamill played on the live screen, like the real Joker? Uh, because we're seeing like an older Batman. In this anyway, that's true. So it makes sense to have an older Joker, and that would just blow my mind. But don't you feel like Mark Hamill Joker would be a little too old? Yeah, I mean he's he's what like 60, 70 years old by now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Mark I mean, Hamill is fucking we, we, amazing. We can dream. Mark Hamill is always the Joker. Yeah. So. Just like he's always the trickster. He's always the trickster. Um, any other thoughts about Suicide Squad? I'm just really excited for it. And Harley Quinn, oh my god. I'm in love yeah, with that Yeah, Margot Robbie, I, she's, she was a great casting choice for Harley Quinn. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and this is the... This is more of the New 52 Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm... In my heart of hearts, I always wish to see, like, the original Batman, the animated series Harley Quinn, but... Um, but we'll be getting her... Actually, you can actually play against her in the, the Batgirl DLC already, so that, that's something. Um... But Margot Robbie, I'm, she's a strong actor. I mean, she's she's done great work with the the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not sure what what other movie she's done, but um, I'm really excited to see what she does. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, next on the list, comic. So, talk. Uh, I'm sorry. Or do you do you have more? Uh... Oh yeah. The oh um. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't see the Deadpool trailer, right? No. Or I know there wasn't a um, an official release yet. Um, if I'm wrong, for for all those who are listening out there, you can please correct me. Um, but they the trailer definitely leaked, and it was amazing. Like I didn't really care if the quality was. Um, not that good, or it was far away. I mean, for this particular video I saw, it was good enough, and they nailed the tone of Deadpool spot on. Ryan, like, again, time and again, Ryan Reynolds makes the best Wade Wilson ever. Um, he's exactly what you, what you want him to be. Really snarky, a bit of an asshole, but really funny, and he, like, his action scenes are amazing. And there's some really great jokes he made, which break the fourth wall where he's strapped to a table and he's about to be ex- uh, experimented on um, in order to re- get rid of his cancer and he's he's like you're gonna get new powers and all and like in this perfect delivery Ryan Reynolds says um, like as long as my costume's not green and animated and it's like oh snap <laughs> shots fired so um, um, so they're starting off from Deadpool's, like, origin origin? Yeah, yeah, so they, they're they going to, uh, his, his past, like, contracting cancer, and how he is recruited to the Weapon X program to find a cure, and how it kind of, like, screws him over facially, and, uh, like, or just his whole body gets screwed up, but he gets these amazing abilities, and then they, they cut into it like the most amazing over the top action ever. Of course. And 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 like all these classic Deadpool like quips. So, I'm so yeah, it's part I'm so glad that um that Wolverine Origin didn't fuck up Ryan Reynolds' chance in being Deadpool. Yeah, I mean like like his deli- like he, I mean I hate Wolverine Origins. I refuse to acknowledge it, but one of the biggest strong points was Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson. I mean, then we got Baraka Pool, and we won't, we won't ever. I mean, with him, but it was it was fine until they showed Deadpool with his mouth sewn shut. Then yeah. I was like, "The fuck you doing?" I <laughs> another big gripe I had with that was like Gambit got like five minutes of screen time. That's it. So horrible. Yeah, horrible. But we have a lot to look forward to for the Deadpool movie, and uh, so Andy. You should watch the trailer as soon as possible. I will, but I want to see a good quality one. Okay. Um, well, I will let you know, and I will let you guys know as soon as we get an official full-release HD 1080p trailer. Hell yeah, that's uh, what I'm talking about. 
Hell yeah. Okay, so we got two more items left on our new section. Um, so, during Comic-Con, um, it was announced that Bruce Tim will be directing and producing an animated um, adaptation of The Killing Joke. And you know when DCAU pitches another movie, it's going to be on point. Like, they always do well with their movies. Yeah. And, and it's The Killing Joke. So one of the most famous Joker stories of all time, if not the most famous one. So what are your thoughts of that? Are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited for this. Um, this is probably going to be the best Batman animated movie next to Under the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. That's in my opinion. I think, I think Under the Red Hood was so perfect. I love that movie. That was really well done. Um, even despite not having Mark Hamill as the Joker, if I remember cl- correctly, that was John DiMaggio, mm-hmm. who was uh, I believe so voicing the Joker. Yeah, but I I I really really hope Mark Hamill re- returns for Killing Joke. But if if he if he doesn't, I mean I mean I, I know he's he's busy with like Star Wars and stuff. But um, I wouldn't mind John DiMaggio, but. I think to truly deliver to the fans, Hamill has to reprise. I think I think Troy Baker did a really well job as Joker in Origins. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Troy Baker does does good as everything. That's why he's hired everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Troy Baker is fucking amazing. There was one year where I didn't know who Troy Baker was, and then he was in everything, and I was like, God damn. Yeah, that guy gets a lot of work, and um, he he earns his bit. He, he earns he earns it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be released sometime in 2016. Um, well, the trailer comes with um, with with Justice League's Gods and Monsters, right? Like on that DVD. I'm. Um, does it? I believe um, that's what they said. Awesome. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, I haven't picked up Gods and Monsters yet. Is it? Wait, is that already out? No, it comes out next uh, next week or two weeks from now. Next uh, week, snap. next next Tuesday. All right, cool, cool. So, uh, so tune in uh, for a couple weeks from now. So maybe we could do like a live reaction to the trailer. Well, I'm definitely gonna watch Gods and Monsters. I'm probably gonna pick that. Oh, uh, I've been I've been watching the webisodes, mm-hmm. um, and they're so good. Like I'm so excited, Bruce Tim. Um, I was kind of iffy with the actually... art. I kind of don't like the art. Really, but it's a lot like. Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. It, it seems very yeah, but it um from what they've given us before, where it's like really like on point to move to this like childish art style. I feel like there was no need for that move. Mm. Especially like it's not know. in the Justice League Unlimited world. So why why do that? Uh, I guess that's just a staple of his style. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I've always, I mean, the DCAU has been a big part of my childhood, so I'm, it's like integrated to my DNA, but I can see where you're coming from, especially when you compare the animation styles to something like Young Justice. Yeah. I'm not sure who did the animation style, but that was amazing. I would, actually, now, now I'm thinking of it, like, if... Gods and Monsters could have that similar art style to Young Justice. I would, I would just, I would just be die happy. But from what I've seen so far with Gods and Monsters, I just, I, I love all the alternate takes of the characters, and 
I think it's a really cool idea, and I, I'm so glad that Bruce Tim, um, he's working with Machinima to produce it. So he, does, he has a lot more creative liberties, and it's a lot more darker. Um, uh, it's like the first episode. It features the Kirk Langstrom Batman, and it's pretty dark and bloody. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it, and your mind will be blown. Uh, so you want to do the last piece of news? Uh, which is the About last back, piece of news? Uh, back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Um, so in, what, what day is that? October... 21st? October 21st, 2015. They're going to release a Back to the Future box set. Um, it's going to come with all three movies and the animated series. And the the box is designed to look like the DeLorean. It looks fucking awesome. Nice, nice. They're Does also it come putting, with. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Oh, they were also putting it in theaters. Also, that for that one day, I believe. Seriously? Yeah. That's so cool. Is it, uh, like so? I assume is a limited theater release. That I'm not sure. I don't think there's much information on that yet. I'm not sure. I remember Stan mentioning it to me, and I was like, "Yo, we in there." See, I never saw Back to the Future in theaters. Me At least neither. I don't think I don't I don't think so. So that'll be that'll be so great. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, is uh, so is there a retail price on a collector's um, edition yet? The retail price I didn't get. Okay, that's fine. I was trying to yeah, find but, it, but yeah, that's fine. It's all good. Oh, another thing that needs to come out before that date. I'm lo- I'm looking at you, Lexus. Um, did you see that trailer? That Lexus is trying to make a working hoverboard, and they're trying to get it out. Yeah, before October. it's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty cool, and uh, I really hope they can get it out in time before October. I mean, they have what, like four months left to <laughs> to beat the clock. I mean, if it's not like um, like a thousand dollars, I'll probably pick one up. Um. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out. I I I hope. See, I don't. I know there was the the hoverboard that before that before Lexus announcement, it could only work on like specific metallic plating, and I'm not sure if this current Lexus hoverboard works the same way. Um, I do remember chatter and look at the video. There was like this puff of, like fog or dry ice or and I think that in other hover technology that uses liquid nitrogen so maybe mm-hmm. it has to do with that I don't know I don't know uh, if I'm butchering the science and you're listening to this you know feel free to tweet at us or comment and please correct us on the science of the, of the hoverboard we're not scientists we're just nerds we're not we're just nerds there you go alright so I think that wraps up the news yeah cool uh, so Andy, do you want to lead in with your first comic? That, yeah, man. Uh, that you read first comic. I picked up three comics this week. Uh, the one I'm most anxious to talk about is Spider Island. All right. Um, so the comic takes place in like New York, but with this spider virus taking over, um, people pretty much lost their minds to this this uh, this virus. And it just pretty much turned you into a spider-like person. So, um, maybe like the first 
three or four panels, it already shows uh, Miss Marvel as a spider. Spider. Seriously? And no he, way. Yeah. And um, the main character it follows is um, is Venom, uh, the Jameson okay. Venom. And he's saying that like how he thought that Ms. Marvel would probably be the person that would be immune to this disease. But anyone can get it as long as you don't have a symbiote and you're not already like with spider DNA. So Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, uh, all those guys, they're all like safe from it. And in this version, um, Peter Parker's dead. Wow, it, I, I'm not cut up. Like, um, wait, so is Miles Morales like the, the main Spider-Man in this? Uh, no, 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 it follows, it follows uh, Jameson Venom. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay, wow. Yeah, um, Peter Parker actually died trying to create a cure. It was like Captain America, Miss Marvel, and I believe the Hulk. They're all like infected with this spider virus. And they killed Spider-Man. Wow. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. There's like this fucking four-armed Hulk. And he's just attacking shit. And um, I think instead of saying Hulk smash, he says spider smash. Spider smash? <laughs> yeah. And, and and you live in New York. Like, what, what would happen if like, the spider virus broke out and you had... Spider mutant powers. No, uh, I would. Arms. I would prevail and and master the spider disease. And yeah. uh, make it your own. Overcome. What happened? You're gonna overcome it and and just and just beat in submission and make it your make it. You gonna show who's boss, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, Are you and Stan gonna team up? I think I would. I think I would whoop everyone's ass. Until I found a cure. Okay. And then, okay. and then, I don't know. I'd be king of. But New Andy, York. Andy, we're not. You're not a scientist. You just admitted that you're just a nerd. <laughs> don't you? You gotta leave some of the scientists alive and functioning so they can, you know, help you out to find a cure. <laughs> um, what else happened in that comic? Oh, it ended off with like um. With Venom infecting, uh, he turned, I think it was Hulk, he turned Hulk into the lizard. He gave, like, yeah. He turned (laughs) Hulk into the lizard, Miss Marvel into a vampire, like Michael Morbius. Wow. And, uh, Captain America into a wolf. So, wait, an actual wolf or a werewolf? Like a werewolf. What? This sounds amazing. Yeah, this, this I, I have no book context. Is pretty to this. crazy. I highly <laughs> recommend picking it up. It's insane and pretty interesting. I love it. Okay. Um. I was asking you. I I have no context whatsoever with um, Spider Island. So, is it related to Secret Wars or is it an ongoing, uh, separate from that? Uh, it's an ongoing, a part of Secret Wars. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, well, I... Uh, so what issue was this? Like, issue three? Issue one. Oh, this is issue one. Oh, dude. Okay, yeah. I don't know how I missed that. Okay. Wow. Well, now I want to 
definitely picked it up. Um, so wait, uh, what else happened in the issue? Or is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, it just ended off on, like, um, like I said, Hulk becoming the lizard. Uh, Miss Marvel becoming this vampire. And then, uh, what was it? Captain America becoming a werewolf. That just blows just, my mind. I just, I just want a team of, like, I don't know, Symbiote, Ra- Rocket Raccoon, and those three other guys. And they just... <laughs> and just and they're, they're just trolling around. It just um, makes Rocket Raccoon, like, six feet taller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you did you read that comic where, like... Uh, I forget, it's, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, or I don't know if it's Rocket Raccoon's own comic, but the symbiote fused with Rocket Raccoon. And... It looks so cool. Like, like he kind of looks like a, a like a really rabid skunk, but the symbiote transforms his guns as well, and like it makes it like into like a, a sort of bioweapon. Like, like that's part of his part of his entire self. It looks so cool. See, I feel like that's uh, that's Guardians because um, Venom is a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so th- that's it for Spider Island. Yeah, that was it for Spider Island. Cool. Uh, okay, so since I'm a, a bit comics light, um, do you want to do the next one, and then I, I can finish off with uh, with my comics? Sure. Uh, so my next one, I guess I'll talk about Spider Verse. Okay. Uh, Spider Verse was really like, I don't know, it was really slow this week, um, or this month, whatever. I don't know when it comes out, but whatever. (laughs) Um, So all that pretty much happened was Gwen Stacy finally, and and like this whole group of Spider-Men, they got captured by the Sinister Six. And then they realized that Norman Osborn paid the Sinister Six to just pretty much bring them back to Oscorp. And then... Towards the end of the issue, you find out that Spider-Ham was actually working with Norman Osborn. And it was just a huge, like, mindfuck, because (laughs) I don't know what the fuck Norman's plan is, but he's, like, completely... He knows who each Spider-Man is, he knows who they are, and he has this web of, like, where in the timeline they... They live. It's so weird. It just brings up a lot of questions on, like, why Norman has all this information. What the fuck is he doing? Why does he want to capture these Spider-Men? Do you have any uh, hypothesis as to why so far? Or is it just a complete mystery to you at the moment? Uh, I'm not sure. I feel like they're going to explain more at the end of the issue. Um, uh, I mean, the next issue. Because at the end of the issue, it ended off with Peter Parker approaching Gwen Stacy. And um, his words to her was like, I don't don't think you know me, but I'm Peter Parker and I used to be Spider-Man. So, yeah, uh, that kind of throws me off onto why he used to be Spider-Man, as opposed to why he isn't Spider-Man now. Okay. Alright, so anything else about Spider-Verse? Um, no, that was pretty much it. It just raises a lot of questions. Um, it's really cool to see all of the Spider-Man, like, 
fight the Sinister Six because they all have their own like fighting style and how they do things. It's it's just really really sick. I love it. Awesome. Cool. Um, all right, I'm gonna have to check it out. Uh, I know I'm really excited about Spider Island because that that looks really cool. Um, I'll have to check out Spider Verse too. Yeah. Um, what issue was is that? Spider Verse uh, issue three. Issue three. Okay, so I don't have too much to catch up. All right. So, uh, do you have anything else to add? No, nah, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. So, um, this week my comics pool was really light. Um, uh, I didn't really, I didn't really uh, see much interest to me. But um, when I was reviewing pools. I found this great article that was teasing uh, the... It, well, it kind of spoiled the end, but uh, it, to me, it just provided a great hook of me to, of me to get it. And it, this is uh, issue number 42 of Justice League uh, by Joff Jones and... Uh, what is his first name? I don't, I don't know. Oh, what's his name? Okay. Jason Fabak. Fabak. Uh, and this is part two of a brand new storyline called the Dark Side War, and uh, Forty One came out sometime last month, so I picked that up too. Uh, so this, this, to be honest, when I went to this issue, I had to do a lot of uh, backtracking and some little extra research because I kind of just got thrown into the mix of things. So, uh, just as a little bit of a warning, uh, you might want to find, like, a reading guide or just, like, a Wikipedia page or, like, a review page of uh, the events leading up to this. But, basically, uh, this takes place, um, this takes place, uh, at, well, there's a couple of strands and threads this is trying to connect to. At the very beginning of the New 52... Uh, Justice League uh, it was revealed that the whole entire reason that the Justice League got together in this arc was that um, Darkseid was going to wage war on Earth and the Justice League banded together and it was the first time um, a planet that Darkseid ever laid his eyes on repelled uh, his invasion and from becoming one of his or part of his empire uh, there's a whole other other bunch of issues that you need to know, like Justice League 40, and the end of Divergent Number One from Free Comic Book Day. But basically, um, Darkseid uh, he's preparing for like a second invasion of Earth, and also the Darkseid War is set is set up between the giant, giant cosmic war between the two biggest big bads in the entire DC universe, or multiverse, or whatever kind of verse they have now these days. I think it's all one collapsed universe. But it's Darkseid versus the forces of the Anti-Monitor. Uh, and the Anti-Monitor is like, if you don't, if you're not familiar, he's a huge multi-dimensional evil entity from the Anti-Matter universe that 
came into our universe and now he's trying to consume all of life and destroy it. Um, Sounds like so my average issue, day at work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anti-Monitor is every bad boss you ever had, ever. So, <laughs> um, so to recap in 41, it starts off like, it starts off like uh, the Terminator, where a pair of apocalyptic assassins are trying to kill off um, everyone that shares the name uh, what's her name? Gosh. Uh, oh, Marina Black. So, all across the nation you just see uh, reports of homicides of Marina Black and these two soldiers are teleporting across the nation, killing everyone off. And then it also cuts to storylines with uh, Mr. Miracle. Uh, he's a he's a new god. Uh, he's like the foster son of the dark side. He escapes from Apocalypse. Um, on the Justice League front, it's narrated by Diana or Wonder Woman, and they're investigating these mur- murders. And sounds like another... there's a lot of tie-ins you need to cut. Oh yeah, this is all one issue. Like it's like. Four different storylines, all Jesus. in the same book. But Joff Jones, being Joff Jones, he manages to pull it off really well. It, it seems together really well. But me just explaining to it, it just seems like there's a lot going on, and it, there is. But uh, how Joff pulls it off, um, it's I don't know how he does it, but he's just a great writer. But there's another storyline where Superman and Lex are on their own. And at the end of the issue of 41, they get teleported to um, to uh, Apocalypse. And all the while, uh, the so all the, on, the, on one side, Dark Side, he's amassing his forces. On the other side, you have Marina Black, who these two soldiers are looking for. And it's revealed that she's an Amazonian assassin who's trying to wage war against Dark Side. And the... the how she's doing it is she's using Darkseid's daughter her name is Grail and well this Amazon made a baby with Darkseid and that's (laughs) and that's Grail uh, their daughter and their daughter is the harbinger to bring about the resurrection of the Anti-Monitor who at this point wasn't um brought into the the comics or the new 52 continuity yet but uh so so yeah so that's that's her deal okay. so so this now, sounds a lot like x-men 92 yeah it's just like it, all over the place it uh, trust me if you, i'm not i'm not doing joff jones justice but like it'll it's real it's easy to do well once you get the the background context and info plugged in it's it's somewhat it's pretty easy to follow. Uh, it's just I'm not really explaining that well. So, um, but so in 42, um, I'm just gonna split up split this up into arcs. Uh, so Batman and Lex Luthor they end up on Apocalypse, and uh, and Apocalypse is again he's gearing up for war, and this is the first time we see. Um, Joff Jones's uh, uh, Dark Side since his last run. It's really cool. 
uh, he like dark uh, uh, dark side here. He's really he's like the classic cool but collected but pure evil incarnation like like Darth Vader. Um, and he's ready to screw things up. Um, and in issue forty two, uh, on the Justice League front, in the last issue, the Anti Monitor was summoned, and the Justice League also got completely trounced by Grail. Like she single handedly defeated all of them with like in like two strokes, Jeez. and they're about to be killed. But then, um, what's his name? Mobius, um, the the new god who has that time chair. He shows up and carries them away. Um, then it cuts to Scott Free meeting with Marina Black, and she delves more into her role, into what what's her role in all this. So she's basically wa- wa- waging, uh, or she's raising the Anti Monitor and u- utilizing her daughter to to raise the Antimoder, who is like the only other force known in the galaxy to take down Darkseid. Um, and Scott Free, he refuses to be part of Marina Black's plan, so he boom tubes away to safety. Um, now, this is the greatest and coolest part of the comic, and this is the reason why I got this in the first place. So... Uh, Mobius transports the Justice League away to his oasis that, uh, where no one, not dark-sided anti-monitor can't monitor them. And they try to figure out what's going on. And the only way to do this is to, um, to acquire the knowledge is to remove Mobius from his, from his time chair, which is like the source, has the source of all knowledge that was in, in, well, it has the, it has like, access to all of knowledge and all of time. So, uh, Diana rips him out of the chair with her lasso, and guess who steps into the chair? None other than Batman. Of course it's Batman. Yeah, so Batman, he's like, I got this. So he sits in the chair, and like this giant bolt of energy like slashes through him, and Batman knows everything. At this point, he is god. He's like he's he's got he got transformed into a new god himself, and the greatest the greatest last few pages where he's like he's testing uh, the scope of his knowledge. So first he asks the chair who killed my parents, and then the chair tells him Joe Chill. So he's like, okay, that's correct. Then he asks for the Joker's true name, and then the chair tells him, but it, it, you don't the reader isn't revealed. But all Batman says is like, no, that's not possible. And like, Batman's in clear shock of who the Joker's real identity is. Um, and the Justice League is really concerned. They, they ask him if it's okay. And the last panel, it's so badass. It's just Batman. He just he says, I okay. He's lounging on the chair. And all he says is, I'm a god now. <laughs> and, and then the, the title of the next issue is called The Bat God. So it's like, oh my god. So, Batman, he's a new god. He has a time-traveling chair. And he has access to all the knowledge in the multiverse. So, that that issue was mind-blowing. Um, I haven't read any of Justice League before. Uh, or the New, F- new 52 stuff. 
but Joff Jones is an excellent writer. You, you, I mean, if you read like Green Lantern Rebirth or his run on Flash or any other good stuff, he's always on point. And Je- Jeff Abbott's art is so beautiful. Like I have to, it's like a, a mix between Jim Lee and David Finch, and it's like he's, this is like my, my brand new favorite artist for DC. Do you so think- I highly recommend? I Do- highly recommend this issue and. The two words to get this issue, Bat God. That's all you need to know. So, Bat God. Bat God. So, that was a long rant. So, um, but that's that was my comics haul, and I loved it. You so. know what the real question Batman should have asked the chair? What? When am I going to finish all this scrubbing? <laughs> Stan, where are you, man? You know, you need to get your... Your voice up here. Uh, so guys, I know we said that Stan couldn't be with us this week because he was on vacation, but the true reason is he's Batman and he's scrubbing for data. For, for data. <laughs> yeah. See, if he had the chair, it would have been in two seconds, and then he would have been able to record with us. But no, he has to do things the hard way. I mean, I guess Bat God isn't stronger, strong, as strong as we thought. Do you Lies. think Batman's ever going to reveal who the Joker is? I don't know. Like, I mean, this... I know that's the mystery of the Joker, not knowing who he is. But I would really be interested into knowing who the Joker is. Well, that's the catch. This, this, this might be the Joker in this universe. I mean, you know how, how many times DC has revamped or rebooted the universe? You know, that's very um, true. Yeah. Good point. But, I think there'll be real, like, for future implications, like, well, to backtrack, this actually takes place before the events of Convergence, so, um, in this, in this Justice League comic, Bat- Bruce Wayne is still Batman, it's not Jim Gordon, and Superman still has his powers, so, I mean, maybe, that'll be a really interesting thing to see, let's say if Scott Snyder... Uh, finish up his run uh, of James Gordon Batman and Bruce Wayne Batman Returns where this Bruce Wayne Batman actually has the knowledge of the Joker's identity um, um, you know from this chair although now that I think about it that kind of, kind of doesn't make, make sense because I don't know maybe I'm just talking to myself in circles I just want to see like the, the, the implications of Batman actually knowing the identity of the Joker and maybe he <laughs> What if they just mind fuck everyone and he's at the end of uh, this Justice League arc? The Joker is Jared Leto. Oh no! <laughs> or just maybe it's like some weird to the movies. <laughs> That'd be great. Or maybe it's like some weird Fight Club thing where like the Joker. Oh, well, like, I guess like also like Arkham Knight, where like the Joker and Batman were the same person all along or something like that. Man, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we should do a poll. Like like, who do you think the real Joker is? I'm sure I, that'd be something fun to do for the Clearly fans. Clearly, it's Mark Hamill. Clearly, it's Mark Hamill. All right, we've discussed so, this already. <laughs> all right, so that's all. That's all I, ha- I got for comics talk. So you, you still have uh, Walking Dead, I believe, right? Yeah, not much happened in the Walking Dead from what I explained last week. Um... This new issue is pretty much like uh, Alpha, the the main chick of um, the Whispers. She um, she murdered a lot of Rick's 
group. So it just pretty much ended with the question, what are we going to do now, Rick? And I think Rick is going to, like, fuck these people up. <laughs> and like I like I predicted in uh, last week, I think it's leading up to the whole, like, uh, Rick and Negan, like, uh, team up. Which I would really, really like to see. But that's, that's pretty much it for The Walking Dead. It was very... It was just it was a very it was a slow issue. Yeah, it was kind of just them like going on about what this lady's group can do to Rick's and why she doesn't want anything to do with Rick's group and like she was just answering a lot of questions. And okay. um, then she said that they were free to go and that they'll know when they were off of their territory and how they knew was. Uh, heads like lined up on poles of Rick's people were just there so I guess that was like her way of saying don't fuck with us but Rick's gonna come at them yeah Rick's gonna go full ham oh yeah one one handed (laughs) ham (laughs) there you go yeah that was pretty much it for the issue it was really slow I wasn't gonna mention it but fuck it cool do you think they're ever going to go that far in, um, in the walking show, like the AMC um, version? Do you think everything to get to that? or To get to what? Is, like, w- do you think they ever touch that storyline that you're on right now? I mean, uh, do you know how far ahead um, uh, of the show we're you are? About, about an arc and a half away. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, they're catching up quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what they're going towards now in this TV series is, uh, like, the Negan arc, which mm-hmm. is right after, uh, right before the arc that we're on right now in the comics. And on my personal thought, they're not bringing Negan into the show. Really? Aww. Yeah. Because he is just too vulgar. He, uh... But, yeah. I mean, AMC, AMC always pushes the envelope, though. You know, I mean... Ter- at least in terms of like I mean not this far because they've uh, there were things that they've cut down to a complete minimal like um, like Judith uh, Rick's baby uh, she was oh, supposed true. to die um, there was I know it's it's a big subject but Michonne was supposed to get raped by the governor which brought a lot of tension towards the governor and Michonne and kind of the reason why Michonne went to Rick's group and, like, worked with them on stopping the governor. Okay. And then, um, there was also Rick losing a hand. I don't know why the show didn't do that. Yeah, I was really, I was kind of looking forward to it. So was I. uh, Uh, Although at the same time, I feel like with Robert Kirkman, I, I feel like that makes writing Rick in the future really hard, but... It would have been an interesting take to do it. Well, I mean, um, Robert I, Kirkman's been doing it because in the comics he's been one-handed for a while now. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like the first encounter with the governor, the governor cuts off his hand and pretty much tells Rick, don't fuck with me. And Rick comes back at him, as always. And what's really interesting to see in the comics is, because Rick's a righty, and he cuts off Rick's right hand, 
So to see Rick have to transition from a righty to a lefty, it's really, really nice to see. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was always surprised. Like I, I mean, I knew long, like long before uh, that particular arc was coming up. Like, oh my gosh, Rick gets his hand cut off. What's gonna happen? Are they gonna do it? And it never happened. And um, I mean, I guess somewhat the the closest thing we get to is, um, oh god, what's his name? Michael Rooker, uh, Merrill. Meryl. I mean, yeah. he pulled it off. He pulled off the one. Dude, Meryl was so awesome. I was so sad when he died. I know. Um, yeah. I feel so, like I, I feel like Daryl's death is coming though. I can feel. You, it. Really? I mean, the, the AMC, well, I I would I would I would argue beforehand, maybe like six months ago, if that were to happen, people will stop watching. But then now, Fear of the Walking Dead is coming out this August. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I mean, that's just like that's a completely brand new thing people can gravitate to and watch. And I saw that the trailer was released during San Diego Comic Con. I'm really excited about it. It's it's also a bit of a prequel. It shows the uh, more about the world before. Yeah, it takes place like right the before the apocalypse or right as it's starting. Exactly. So I'm really excited about that show. Did you see um, the the season five trailer? Oh, uh, I, I I remember we were having a discussion. I haven't yet. Uh, uh, that's on my queue. It focuses a hundred percent on Daryl. Oh, really? Yeah, which is <laughs> why I feel his death is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, but I guess we'll see. We'll have to see what Robert Kirkman and uh, uh, who's the director, Greg Nicotero. Yeah, have to see what they have have in store for this. Well, I mean, once we go to New York Comic Con, if we can make it to the Walking Dead panel, you know, maybe we'll get some inside scoops. Oh, hell yeah, I'm in that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, is there anything else about Walking Dead? No, that's it. Sweet. Um, all right. You want to talk about uh, the Mad Max collectors? Yeah, so for our video game sections, um, Andy and I really haven't really played a lot of video games. We just... Um, dabbled around in Arkham Knight because it's such a fun game. And oh yeah, I've just been trophy rules. sweeping. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so if you, if you haven't played it yet or you want to listen to our thoughts about Arkham Knight, check out episode twenty-three. Uh, that's our Arkham Knight spoiler cast. It's a uh, it's just two hours of nonstop Batman. So check it out. Um, so the biggest news um, or biggest thing I'm excited about for video games. Uh, I think Thursday or Friday, um, they announced a new collector's edition for the Mad Max video game that's coming out September 1st, and I'm ridiculously excited for this game, and the collector's edition looks really good. I already pre-ordered it through GameStop, but I might cancel it and just pick up this collector's edition. They, it's not for sale yet. Uh, they, don't, uh, they haven't announced um, a real retail price for it. But it comes with the game, the DLC Ripper vehicle pack, uh, a, a copy of the Fury Road movie. I'm not sure if it's DVD or Blu-ray, but I, I really like well, it's it. It's definitely going to be Blu-ray. Okay, there you go. Um, they include like a license plate, um, a Mad Max video game art book, and I think like one or two posters. And like this really cool uh, carrying case. So I'm excited for this game. Um, it's re- uh, just from looking at the footage from 
from E3, like the vehicle combat, and you know, like how you get you create your own machine or create your own uh, vehicle called like Madness Opus, and how it's completely open world. You could do a lot of things. You could just roam around and scavenge, or you could just pick fights with war boys and or engage in gladiatorial matches. I'm so excited for this game. So. That sounds really, really fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for video games. Or do you have any other uh, thing? Anything you want to talk about? I have games? nothing. All right. Um. Let's see. Oh wow. Okay. Time to move right. on to our new segment. Hell yeah! So you want to you want to bring us in? Yeah. So our new segment is going to be death battles. Uh, it's pretty much where we bring two characters together. Um, talk about. I guess their powers and stuff. I mean, this is still new to both of us, so... Um, and talk about who we think would win. Yep. And for this week, um, we wanted to lead up to it, or segue into it, um, by talking about uh, one of the biggest pieces of news that came out in the last week or two. Um, that The re- official reveals for X-Men Age of Apocalypse, um, Entertainment Weekly, uh published this article with uh, this pretty awesome cover uh, and a couple of screen caps inside the article um, revealing the first official cinematic appearances or uh, concepts for uh, Psylocke, Storm, Jubilee, Jean Grey, Magneto, and Apocalypse. And am, and I, am I missing anything? No, that's think you got it all. Nice. And if you've okay. been following our Facebook page, you would see how much we've been posting about this. <laughs> yeah, it's been nonstop. So. Uh, just a couple of uh, uh, couple of little things. Uh, I saw this before I say it again. I love Mohawk Storm. She's my favorite Storm. Oh, me too. I was so yeah. happy that's what they were going with. I mean, I mean, this movie's set in the 80s, so it, it, it makes perfect sense. You got Mohawk Storm, you got Jubilee... Uh, with like the yellow coat and like over like the really cheesy sunglasses, um, I I didn't have a problem with Olivia Munn being casted as Psylocke. I think uh, she looks great she, as Psylocke. Yeah, I I like it was so weird. Like I remember reading a bunch of articles where she get, she got so much vitriol, um, but you know. But she then again, really, that goes that goes back to um, what we were talking about earlier. Who who was it? That we were talking about? Uh, who who didn't we talk about? Like Batfleck or Jared Leto Joker? Or... Yeah, there's like so much that people like complain about, and then when you finally see them, it's like, yo, this looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, the ultimate, the ultimate, you know, turnaround, Heath Leather Joker. You know, who's who's laughing or who's yelling at that now? You know, it's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. But the biggest, the the biggest thing the internet was trolling about about this reveal was like you know not everyone was entirely um, entirely happy about the reveal of Apocalypse. I mean, just to preface, um, for me, I have no problem with um, the look of Apocalypse. I have I, think it was- I have no problem with it either. I just love the jokes I can make out of it. Yeah. So, you know, 
if you've been following our Facebook page, you'll know by now that everyone and their mom is comparing it to Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie. Hell <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so, Andy, your thoughts? Um, so, is this is this comparison valid? I mean, bro, Ivan Ooze is legit. First off, was... let, let's get to the fact that he was a movie-only villain. Yeah. And... Not only that, I remember watching the Power Rangers movie for the first time as a child and thinking that Ivan Ooze was the coolest fucking villain I've ever seen. Dude, I remember I remember seeing it, the Power Rangers movies in theaters. Like, did you see it in theaters? Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, so back in the day, like, he was the big bad. He was badder than Rita Repulsa, badder than Lord Zed, and he just went full... Full, I don't know. He just unleashed everything he got, and he reduced Zordon to like you know to to pieces, yeah, and and destroyed all their Zords. So I mean, I mean, Ivan was a man back then. And if you're gonna if you're gonna compare Apocalypse now to what Ivan Ooze was back then, that's a it's a fair comparison. It's a fair comparison. There you go. Um. Yeah. Oh, God, man! I I want to watch the Power Rangers movie again. I remember watching it like a couple of years ago when it was on Netflix, and I just I just remember like all these memories were rushing back, and then it, it was the debut of the the Ninja Zord. So you had like the Falcon, and like the Gorilla and the Frog, and <sighs> good I don't times. Remember. Oh, it's good times. I was watching it so, drunk like two weeks ago. Oh, really? No way. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, we should do that. We should do like a like a drunk riff tracks kind of commentary for for movies and Power Rangers has to be on the list. Or we should do like a, a video where like me, you and Stan uh watch Power Rangers movie or Power Ranger T V shows and I don't know, every time something over the top happens we take a shot. Yo, we're gonna be we're gonna be drop we're gonna be dead drunk. <laughs> when does that not happen? <laughs> uh, okay, um, so there were some other comparisons. Like someone posted on the Facebook page today. It was um, I uh, Apocalypse looks like someone who ate um, a Willy Wonka oh, treat yeah. <laughs> that turns into a blueberry, but then he, he gets dried up and turns into a prune. <laughs> I think um, I think that and the Ivan Ooze were the two best ones I've seen. I have. I mean, it's really hard to like make an, another comparison that's just not as perfect as Ivan Ooze. I can't really think of anything else. Um, I also asked on the Facebook page who they thought would win Ivan Ooze or Apocalypse, and Benjamin commented uh, Apocalypse. But he ended up covered in plasma. <laughs> okay. Alright, alright. Cool. Well, thanks, Benjamin. Uh, he's our main boy. He's been really, really active on the on the, the page. and he, he also contributed to listen to questions last week. So thanks, Ben. You're the man. Shout out to Benjamin. Woo! Okay, so let's try to get to this death battle. I, uh, you know, complete disclosure here. This is like a pilot run. We want to try to make this a weekly thing. Um, also, so we're, we're not taking this shit seriously. Yeah. 
So, so just saying. Don't, yeah. <laughs> so don't be mad at us. Um, and uh, this is all for fun. Um, so I guess how we should divide this up? Uh, we'll just you know list off their powers and maybe their um, claim to fames, and then try to argue and try to reach a consensus or no consensus on who would win a death battle. And this round of death ma- of death battle, it's Ivanus versus Apocalypse. So, Andy, you, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'm All done right. with this. Go ahead. So, Andy, R. Green for Ivanus. Take it away. All right. So, Ivanus's powers are shape-shifting, liquefaction, which means he just turns himself into ooze and squeezes through tightly sealed doors and weird shit like that. Shrinking where he can shrink people down to the size of a snow globe figure. Uh, Materialization. He can create snow globes out of nothing, for instance. Hypnosis. Lightning. And henchman generification. So Ivan can create these, I guess, henchmen named Oozmen. So like the putty men, but... Yeah, 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 like the putty men, but ooze. Um... Is hypnosis different from mind control? Because like I remember, like he was, uh, like he had all the parents like drink, like this uh, drink, and they were all hypnotized to like zombies. Is that different or? Uh, he can put anyone under his spell. Anyone who okay, there, under his spell. So oh, yeah, there you go. That's cool. yeah. All right. Uh, and what's his uh, claim to fame? Like, what's the baddest thing he's ever done? Or I mean, the most epic thing ever done. In Power Rangers, the most epic thing you could do is take on Zordon. Yeah, and, and like and take down the Megazords. Yeah, and he's done both. He's done both, and he's like he, he, he didn't even break a sweat, right? No, not at all. <laughs> all right. So is that it? Is that it for uh for Ivan News? Anything else um, you want to add? No, that's about it for Ivan News. His most badass quote, in my opinion. It's, ladies and gentlemen, the ooze is back. (laughs) (laughs) That is just so 90s. I love it. Oh, God. I love it. Okay. All right, so Apocalypse. Like, uh, to preface, um, God, wow. Apocalypse has a lot of comic books history behind him, (laughs) and uh, um, I'm I'm not going to try to butcher this, but here we go. So, Apocalypse, uh, he was an ancient mutant. Uh, I believe he was born around the time of the Egyptians and was revered as, like, a pharaoh or a god. Uh, I think he's also, like, considered the progenitor of the mutants, so he's easily one of the, one of the most, if not the most powerful mutant out there. Uh, combined with that, he also merged his body with celestial alien technology so he becomes even more power, uh, overpowered and obnoxious. Um, apparently, he has total control over the molecules of his body, so he can alter his form in any way possible. So he can he can um, stretch his size out. He can change his limbs into weapons, wings, jets. Uh, he can re- he has power regeneration. Uh, he's his body is extremely 
uh, re resilient against disease and radiation and hostile environments. And he has um, limitless physical, uh, physical superhuman powers. He also has the powers of energy projection, telepathy, telekinesis, technopathy. Um, uh, he also has special regeneration chambers, so he can easily swap bodies. Uh, and he can... He's, he's effectively immortal. Apparently, he's also very intelligent and skilled in all sorts of science and technology stuff like physics, engineering, biology... So, what I'm getting at <laughs> is, like, the writers, over time, they just added more and more and more It kind of reminds me of a OG Superman, where he had, like, no weakness. He had, like, like he was a god. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm having a, a kind of hard time taking this seriously, because it, it seems like all these writers were <laughs> giving me... I mean, he's Apocalypse, yeah, but all these writers gave him, like, these, um, all these, this la endless laundry list of powers, and... A laundry list? I don't, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't really, eh, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just way too overpowered. Um, but, I think all, uh, I think his claim to fame is that, uh, he could transform other mutants into his four horsemen. So, um, so like I would, I would love it if, um, if like the Power Rangers and Apocalypse decide to like team up against <laughs> Ivan Ooze, and then the Power Rangers are turned into his four horsemen. Oh my god! <laughs> and then, and then the the, the and then the, they all turn into like the Horsemen Megazord. Oh and, my uh, god! That'd be great. Um, so yeah, it, this is really difficult on my end because I don't know. Apocalypse, as well as I know Ivan Ooze. I mean, I know he's like the ultimate big bad of X Men, but I, just, I don't know. Andy, your thoughts? What do you think about Apocalypse, and how would he fare off or fare against Ivan Ooze? I think Ivan Ooze got this. Hands Ivan down, Ooze got this. Hands down. I so mean, what would... I mean, come on. He can he can make uh, he can make Apocalypse do anything he wanted, as long as he drinks his ooze, right? I don't... Uh, it's not necessarily <laughs> that it says that he it needs to be with like people drinking his ooze. But, so I don't but, think but, it's but, necessarily for that. I mean, I guess we'll have to go with that since that's what the... Um, you know, that's what the movie went with. Okay. Uh, but... It says here that Apocalypse can adapt his body to any disease or hostile environment, and he also has. Uh, uh, it, it's not really stated that well, but telepathy and tele, uh, like telepathic powers or some sort of psionic ability. So, do you think Apocalypse can resist, like the the thrall of ooze? Possibly, or, but can he possibly? stop? Can he stop the shrinking? <laughs> Or he traps he traps um, Apocalypse in a snow globe like he did with uh, Rita and Lord Zed. Can can Ivan take on? I mean, can Apocalypse take on Zordon and the Power Rangers? I don't think so. Oh man, and who knows? Who knows? I mean, that's with the Power Rangers. You know, you know how they combine and team up. You know, so I feel like uh, Tommy will just come out and scream Dragon Zord 
And like Apocalypse will just shit his pants And just run away Just like Oh no I fucked up <laughs> I fucked up These okay, humans okay, They, I they have the power of morphing we, we, we can't stand any chance Dragonzord Oh no Oh. <laughs> Done. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Who would who would wreck Apocalypse more, the Dragon Sword or the White Tiger Sword? Mm. Come on, Saba, the Talking Sword. Come on, that's hard. Uh. Oh no, they're both pretty badass. They're both Tommies. I don't give a fuck. You know what? You know what? At the end of the match, just like Wonder Woman, Ivan Ears and Apocalypse are fighting. Tommy. Walks in, kills kills them both. That's the winner of deathmatch. Tommy wins. Tommy win. Tommy always wins. <laughs> there you got. There you go, guys. This is a this is an official first time our first deathmatch. The the winner is not Ivan Ooze. It's not Apocalypse. It's Tommy. I mean, it's only right. Tommy can make Apocalypse shit himself, and Tommy. Single-handedly, with the help of Power Rangers, took down yeah. Ivan Ooze. Exactly, exactly. Single-handedly, and we all know. We all know that Tommy has overcome straight struggle and great evil. Like he knows he like he was possessed by Rita Repulsa for a long time, but he overcame that shit. And I think because of that, he can, he can like he, he can figure out and play mind games with Ivan Ooze and Apocalypse. And plus, you know. He, he was, he's been, like, the leader of, like, how many Power Ranger teams? Like, I don't know, 20? <laughs> I mean, Zordon I, obviously can see something, something real about Tommy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're homies. Maybe they go back. They, probably. Um, yeah, because I remember, I remember, um, you know, there was this one special where... It was every single Red Ranger from every single Power Rangers team, and Tommy was leading them, and it was ridiculous. It was so good, so awesome. So I think not just Tommy can take it on by itself, but in the off chance that he needs backup, he could he could send the entire Power Ranger squad, like every single one. So like the original, the Ninja Zords, the Dino Thunder, or Turbo Force or in space, in space. There you go. Or or the um, Space Patrol or. I mean, Tommy's been the Green Ranger, uh, the White Ranger, the White the Ninja Ranger. Ranger, the Zeo Ranger V Red. I don't even know yeah. what the fuck that means. The Turbo Red Ranger, and the Black Dino Ranger. And in real life, he's like an MMA MMA fighter. How awesome is that? Tommy in, in real life is Tommy. Plus, Tommy's just... been doing Power Rangers since, like, the 90s. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, Tommy's the real winner of this fight. So, sorry, kids. If you if you like Ivan News or Apocalypse, you know, you know, this is science. This <laughs> is... <laughs> Dragon Blade overall. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, uh, any last comments on... Um... <laughs> <laughs> on death battle I think we pissed everyone off I think we did too sorry Stan uh, I hope you still love us after you <laughs> after you uh, you know listen to this or don't have a brain aneurysm or 
you know, heart attack. He's gonna hear this and be like, what is this shit? <laughs> I hate you all, you're all fired. You can't oh, fire okay. me, I'm co-creator. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just throw a coup, we'll kick Stan out, <laughs> and then we'll get over, we'll, we'll, we'll hire him back in, but as an intern. <laughs> get me coffee. There you go. Alright, cool. Um, so I think we're I think we're well over time already. Yeah, uh, definitely. Do you want to close it out? Alright, want to close it out? Do you want any... Um, I think we're kind of light on listener questions. I mean, we kind of covered that in our death battle. Yeah, that um, was pretty much it. Um, right. So I'll close out then. Um, Alright. Okay, so that was it for episode 25 of Super Nerd Pals. You can find us at, um, or you can find us on Twitter at Super Nerd Pals, and you can find me, Chris Sampson, on Twitter at KYO Ninja for Hire. That's KYO, and you can find Andy at Sweet Justice One. That's O N E. And you can find Stan on Twitter at Stan Doom, as in Doctor Doom. And we really appreciate you guys listening uh, to us uh, uh, on this episode and the past episodes. Uh, we re- we really appreciate you being so active on our Facebook page. Uh, if you haven't joined yet, go on Facebook and look up Super Nerd Pals. And once you enter in, just post away all the nerdy stuff you want uh we highly encourage it we have a pretty become a pretty active community over the past about two weeks since we started it yeah it 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 just blew out of nowhere like i uh we're still we're still around like 220 members and it's just so heartwarming to see like it it take on a life of its own um so please keep posting and Please keep sharing. Talk to your friends about the podcast. Uh, encourage them to listen to it. And rate us five don't... stars. Exactly. Like, uh, please rate and subscribe us and leave a review. Um, it really helps us out. We're trying to make Super Nerd Pals a really big podcast, and we can't do it without your help and support. And we really appreciate all that you've done for us. And we love you guys. So, again, please listen, uh, post on the Facebook group, tweet at us, send us questions and comments. Please like, rate, and subscribe us. And uh, we'll tune in next week. Uh, Stan will be back. And um, uh, hopefully you enjoyed our death battle. Um, we, this is our pilot run. We really hope you enjoyed it, and we're going to try to refine it. We're also going to try some new content. I know in the future we want to try some stuff with YouTube. Um, so if you have any ideas, su- suggestions, questions, comments on how we can improve the podcast and the site and our uh, o- our overall platform, just let us know. So just don't you want to lead, lead off of everything or anything, Andy? What happened? Uh, do you want to add anything? No, I think you said it all. All right, cool. All right, so thank you, Andy. Uh, thank you, Stan, wherever you are. And thank you guys. Uh, we love you guys. And this is Super Nerd Pals signing off. Later, guys. Peace.